0: Now here's something I haven't heard in a while Hello Good evening Good day Good morning Good whatever time it is It's uh March 7325th Of the year 2020 and you are listening to Ask an Atheist With Sam Ulvey. I am Sam Mulvey Pretty sure. And joining me is Becky. How are you, Becky?
1: I'm well, Sam. It's really nice to be in the studio with you and hearing that theme music play.
0: Yeah, rather than our other theme music. Good afternoon. It's 6 p.m. We're live on KTQA. Here's everything that sucks. That's what I'm doing.
1: Well, it's to be fair, presenting resources and bulletins and updates around the pandemic. I know and some of them are like, <laughs> "Hey, this summer camp is doing fun online things," or <laughs> the library. Sometimes is doing it's good, this but
0: we're also talking about <laughs> testing sites and the fact that that finally all of our spring get-togethers are canceled or whatnot. This is not what I wanted to talk about, uh, but that's just kind of what it is. It's the situation that I'm facing right now. Is uh. You know, people have said, uh, you know, in times like these, this is what Ask an Atheist is for. With everything I have to do these days, there's just, it's not, I, you know, the last time we were, we, we, we gathered that here together to talk about Ask an Atheist, I said I was thinking about closing the show, but 2020 kind of changed that. And I, I, I think people might have missed that I'm not ending the show. Like, I have no intention of ending the show the problem isn't that I'm I'm disgusted with the subject matter in fact I think the fact that I'm starting to get a little weird about some subjects in the atheism community might make for some interesting radio and the problem is that there just isn't enough me to go around right now you know we're doing this daily briefing thing on KTQA we're finally looking to establish a studio I'm writing I'm doing a lot of, of software projects and then there's dealing with all of the 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 things that have to do with COVID-19 and being locked up and the fact that we're in Washington State, which continues to be one of the hot spots of the virus in the world. There's not enough hours in the day and there's not enough of me to go around and something had to suffer. And unfortunately, it's been asked an atheist. And so I'm I'm here to ask your apology, I suppose, that that it wasn't my intention to run silent for so long, but I've lost track of time.
1: It is March seven thousand three hundred and twenty-four. Yeah, as you said. It, after like, all,
0: I I find it incredibly difficult to believe that this year is half over already because it's it's uh, you know to put it in another way, I grew up. With four seasons, I grew up uh, in Illinois. I think I've gone on at some length about that.
1: They pretty much match the prototypical like school calendar. We f- have the like-
0: prototypical school calendar seasons. I never faced that that weird disconnect from what the the cheesy school calendar had for pictures and what it looked like outside. I never faced
1: that. If your cheesy school calendar has a tree full of orange leaves, you can look outside and and probably- there
0: are in fact orange leaves. Um, where then I moved to Arizona where, you know, people were confused in, in the school districts that hadn't changed up their schedule for why their vacation wasn't the worst part of the year (laughs) when it absolutely, when it absolutely stunk to go outside. And, um, and then I moved, so I moved to, to Arizona in the very late nineties, early two thousands. And then it felt like 2000 for five years. Because I couldn't reset my brain to the idea... Like, I had lived in this ecology of four seasons for so long... It had subconsciously got to the point where I used the seasons to, to understand that the year had changed. And so that I'd have to fly to, to Chicago, experience winter, come back, and then I knew a year had changed. And similarly now... My life is is a fairly sequestered one. I I my my busy times are the weekends. There's like two or three people that I see during the week, you know, and they all live within about 500 feet of me. But during the weekend, I see everybody. I'm very social. I do this show, um, but that all had to stop because of the virus. And similarly, so it's been one very long week. For it's you. been one one ridiculously long week for me. And then and, and so I, I did an episode of Radio vs. the Martians. And that feels like yesterday. It was like two months ago now, to the point where Mike had contacted me recently, wondering if something had happened to me. And that's somebody I talk to all the time. I'm just becoming weirdly antisocial uh, and, and very, very job focused right now. For me, it's 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 studio, daily briefing, radio technology. And and then when the weekend comes, I'll socialize. But the weekend never comes. And as a result, I'm, I'm horribly, horribly unsocialized. I can't imagine I'm alone in this.
1: I think that probably the disruption to our patterns and rhythms of life have caused all sorts of things, whether it's yeah. the misperception of the passage of time or what sort of rhythmic thing you're stuck in, whether it's a spring break or whether it's a really long work week or whether it's a very long flu season or something like that. I, d- I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't have a good reason for not doing Ask an Atheist right now. I don't. I I only have excuses for you, and for that, I must I must apologize. Well,
1: it's... we do miss having our friends in the studio with us. Well, so.
0: that's a big part of it, of it. Is for me, Ask an Atheist has always been a group of three people and somebody who's not of this household. Actually, only one person of this household behind the microphone at any one time. Um, and uh, and have we have we really talked about this at at all? Um. About the the rule we set aside in 2014 at this point, like five years ago? I
1: don't think so, but there is a little thing that some of our listeners may have noticed, which is that in general on Ask an Atheist, I'm either hosting or Sam's hosting, but there's very few times when Sam and I are behind the mic at the same time.
0: Yeah, you and me together is usually supposed to denote some sort of special occasion because we like each other, uh... We're great together. I, I, I really enjoy the relationship I have with you.
1: But somehow the microphones
0: <laughs> We're not the best on-air partners. <laughs> We're really not. Uh, not when it comes to like opinion and, and funsing around. Um, oddly enough, daily briefing, like the thing that you and I are doing three times a week right now, I have to be a lot more like you, and that's working.
1: Yeah, I didn't consider that, but that is the case. Yeah. And, hey, listeners can go listen to, you know, anything that we've been doing at daily.ktqa.org. I
0: wasn't sure if I was going to plug it or not, because it's so Tacoma specific. Well, I was. Okay, all right. Um. So, I mean, that's what's been going on around here. And then there's like so, sort of the trials and travails of just, just everyday life, that while they may be confounded by... Uh, by the state of affairs and, and the hideous politics and and everything, there's still things that would happen. So what? Like when were we last on the air, anyway? I haven't looked. Sometime in March. No, May 18th. Okay. Yeah. I'm calling these non-seasonal episodes because we're kind of in... I'm considering these episodes an interregnum between seasons because um, I want season 40 to be meaningful. There are just sort of things that are going on uh, around here that I usually open the show with. Uh, we could talk about some of them now.
1: I think one of the things you often talk about is um, plant orgy season, which is apparently when everyone that is a of the floral variety decides to make itself known. Yeah. <laughs> and another reason why, perhaps seasons may not have seemed to pass for you have passed for you sam is that the allergy season this year is terrible yeah the
0: allergy season here is longer than the season itself now i live in this room because this is the only room with air conditioning and air air conditioning is about the only thing that adequately filters out all the pollen um well what else has gone on that hasn't been virus related that we've gone that we've been up to
1: Our old decrepit cat learned to use his stairs.
0: Oh, yeah, we bought, uh, our our cat is now old enough that he requires stairs to get on the bed. So we bought him bed stairs.
1: And he figured it out after about 10 days that we weren't just getting him a very, very skinny perch that he was having trouble sitting on top of. Oh, he
0: still uses it for a perch, but, I mean, yeah. Now he also uses it as a way to get on the bed. And he doesn't stand on the side of the bed weighing his uh, options like well, it would hurt, but I could get up there if I wanted to. He spends... But then every morning he gets off our bed, goes into the kitchen, and leaps up onto the counter to spend the entire day on the counter. True. Like, not like the food preparation of the counter. Our counter, like, we have fairly extensive counters in our house.
1: It's the junk mail collection we section have a, of the, the counter. Yeah,
0: we have like the junk mail and in, coming into the house detritus area of the counters. And he's decided that's where he lives now. That's where he spends his days. What what else has been going on around that?
1: I learned the difference between a crumble, a crisp, a Betty, and a dump. And a uh, dump. Yeah, that that's a thing too. Yeah. So all kinds of like fruit, oats, okay, butter. The
0: only kind of Betty I know of is 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 a brown Betty. Yes, as a dessert. Not a brown dump, is it? No, that, no, no, that no, 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 no. It's incredibly unappetizing. No,
1: don't mix those two. They're okay, <laughs> just different, like fruit desserts, because it's uh, the start of blackberry season and um the end of apple season from last season, and the start of this season for apple season. Yeah, the and,
0: barreled apples are we're running low on barreled apples, so yeah. so
1: then and the new apples are are starting to drop now. So and
0: that's how it's supposed to work. Yep,
1: a yeah. lot of lot of neighborhood exchange of. um Produce and little urban sidewalk gleaning and things like that. Okay.
0: What else is going on? Like, what else have we we done since May?
1: Mm, I finished the school year. Yeah. We have... Ah, I know what you're getting at, if you were hoping for one particular thing for me to say. And that is that I participated in Field Day, Amateur Radio Field Day. Okay. So... I am a ham. I am an amateur, licensed amateur radio operator. Yeah,
0: you are also a ham. That's true.
1: And I have a, you know, call sign and license, you know, and everything from the FCC. And it just took me until, I don't know, it took me, what, like eight years to finally, like, have it click and get it? It kind of feels like when my math brain clicked in and about. Eleventh grade, and I didn't need to count on my fingers anymore. And somehow it just kind of like made sense. I got over some kind of mental hurdle, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I connected something. And uh, you know, right now my math brain can can take off and calculate. You know, like anything at the you know high higher levels of high school math, right. just fine. Uh, I'm not quite there yet with radio operations, but it was super fun to be participating. And be contacting and making these contacts that's simulating a major disaster event. So you, what you is kind of field
0: goes? day? Why don't I mean you oh, kinda okay. hinted at it, so let me explain what it is?
1: So field day is a radio operator's event that simulates what might happen in a disaster where things like cell phone communications or uh you know, pot telephone lines might go down and Pots. Yeah. Not pots. Yes. You know
0: what POTS stands for?
1: Plain old telephone system.
0: Right. A POT phone is something entirely different.
1: Anyway, continue. True. There are three different ways, I believe, that you can make those kinds of radio contacts with other operators, with other stations. Um, I prefer and am most interested in phone-based, so that's talking to someone using your voice. You can Mm. do Morse code. You can do digital. Uh, Sam, you're into digital
0: communications. Yeah, I did a lot of uh, ft 8 Uh, I tried PSK31, but conditions weren't really conducive to that.
1: Conditions were kind of crummy anyway. Well, conditions are
0: crummy right now. They just are. Thanks to the sun...
1: Yeah. Anyway, move on. It forgot that it was meant to go a season as well.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it, it kind of skipped a season. It was like, isn't the sun, like, the climate change deniers? Isn't the sun, like, really problematic right now? Isn't it spewing out a lot of stuff right now? Ask any, any radio guy. No, no, it's really not. <laughs> it's totally not doing that right it's now. It's just
1: being really chill yeah. right now. <laughs> well, and the cool thing about it is that we were in complete um, off-the-grid operations for mm. this particular thing. The cool thing about Field Day is, in general, you operate in a field as if it's an emergency. So, people operate with generators or off batteries and things like that. We had batteries. Yeah,
0: we had batteries and solar.
1: Many people since Field Day was a little bit changed this year where people could operate out of their home in order to ensure safe distancing and things like that, uh, had really high-powered stations. Yeah. Um, and ours was not.
0: Well, one this was kind of a uh, a weird weirder field day because they changed the rules up because of of COVID 19. so they allowed more people to work from home and they allowed people working from home on commercial power to score points off of each other which is uh something that field day generally doesn't allow because what ends up happening is all the people who have really expensive gear and, and whatnot just talk to each other and actually leave the people in the field out of it, which for a lot of hams and a lot of locations was totally the case this year, including to a certain extent us. Um, but I don't you know, it was a huge to do. I didn't care. I had fun. Well,
1: and to some extent, if you're going to simulate a disaster and you're mad that the rules have changed because there's an actual emergency happening with regards to a pandemic, you can't get your panties too much in a bunch. And it was really nice because some of the really high-powered home stations... Were specifically trying to make contacts with the lower-powered, you know, stations that are off the grid.
0: The, the more the more pleasant operators, once they had heard of the problem, decided to be part of a solution and specifically call for alpha and beta stations, off the grid stations, such as we. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed, but for me, it's communicating is just proof that the setup was was valid. It's the setup I enjoy,
1: kind it, of like putting together the diorama and then letting it sit. Of thing? No,
0: it, it, it's not fun. If it just sits, it needs to be used. Ah. But the greatest enjoyment for me comes out of constructing the station, not necessarily operating the station. Uh, not that I find the op- operating the station boring. I just really, really enjoy, oddly enough, working with technology. Oddly Go enough, Go figure. Right. But I came out of this with the weirdest thing. I have my problems with the hobby in the fact that I'm a middle-aged man, and when I enter the room, the average age of operators halves. Um, and uh, it, it's not a dying hobby, but it probably needs to be in hospice care. Um, oh, dear. Uh, and so, but my area of interest is in portable operations, which is why field day is so important to me. In, in small, you know, not in the big... Antenna farms that Ham Radio is most known for, I like QRP, I like, I like digital modes with, with portable equipment. Um, I am not a fan of CW, so full QRP will, will forever not be... I'm, I'm sorry, I don't like Morse code. To me, Morse code isn't a historical artifact. A lot of Ham Radio guys will will tell me how wrong I am for that. I don't care. Morse code is stupid boring for me. Um, I really, and all of the arguments that you have for Morse code are now completely eclipsed by what digital modes like Whisper and FT8 can do. Nobody's going to understand this, but this is what we've been up to.
1: Um, (laughs) so you came out of that weekend. Yeah. And... For some reason, it clicked with me, but right. not right. the same thing so, that you like. I'm in
0: response to the DXers, the the, the contesters, the people with the twenty thousand dollar rigs and the fifty thousand dollar amplifiers and the hundred thousand dollar tower systems. I'm in small and sh- I'm into small and cheap and portable. Becky, Becky goes through p- Field Day, and what does she want to do? She wants to contest. Again,
1: go figure. Well, there's something that is competitive about it and we don't have sports going on right now in general right and there's something just really cool and driven and there's a specific goal and talking randomly to individuals feels very awkward to me
0: Especially given what they're wanting to talk about on HF these days.
1: Yeah. And, and I had a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and s- when there's a specific protocol for contacting and then a goal, it suddenly felt a lot better and easier. And field day is a non-contest event. It's to, to help raise awareness and simulate an emergency. But there are similar kinds of things that are contests. Right and that just seemed really cool.
0: I challenge that field day is not is an event and not a contest um
1: since you can score points and you send it in yeah
0: it, it I think it's a it's a contest within an event
1: so yeah, all the the cool things that uh, appeal to me, yeah, it turns out there are those you know twenty thousand dollar and up they're
0: literally the, they' you're lit- you're literally the man in this case
1: yeah, yeah
0: um oh, I got my extra ticket. Uh, there's three levels of amateur radio in the United States. There's uh, extant levels. There are older ones that are not available. There's technician, general. I'm and, a technician. Yeah. General and extra. And then I, I finally, that was my bucket list for this year was getting my extra, which I did. So that's one thing we did. Um, the uh, Actually, the thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the red discomfort. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned the name of my truck on the air. I, I do mention that I, I do drive a pickup. Uh, the, 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 you know, the car that we w- went on tour with is still around, but that's Becky's car. Um, I, I drive, I don't drive very far, so I have a bigger vehicle so I can haul things because I often need to haul things. And it's a 2000 F-150, uh, with the 5.4 liter Triton engine that has all the problems. And this one has all of them. And, um, uh, and so we've been waiting for the engine to get a, to get, to fail, basically, either to explode or to get a down check from a mechanic saying, don't drive this anywhere. And, well, that happened.
1: Right before field day. Right
0: before field day, when we were going to haul all our stuff up to to Paul's cabin. And, um...
1: Instead, I managed to pack it you managed to pack everything in a little that Hyundai Boston, hatchback,
0: which should not have surprised me since we went around the country with like 500 pounds of audio equipment in that thing. But uh, it was still impressive. It was still impressive. It was soup. It was really impressive. There was a tent. There was two radios. There was a 30 foot mast. I mean, you fit it all in there really well um there was not not even anything sticking out i was surprised so it it you know it didn't get a down check and unfortunately my my the the possibility of me getting an engine swap on that truck uh which would be the solution to this problem because everything else works uh, i disappeared thanks to this virus so the mechanic was like at this point i wouldn't I, i wouldn't replace it i'd get a new truck and so i'm looking for a new truck
1: there have been some ideas that have been floating around. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And just getting the truck was fun. I really enjoyed the process of... Once everything else, uh, got under control, I, I liked hanging out with uh, with my other friend, Mike, who I haven't talked to in a really long time and I should really check in with. Um, and he's probably going to feel bad because the truck failed. Should not feel bad at all. Uh, <laughs> this the, the whole situation around that truck was crazy. I'm 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 actually quite glad that it lasted as long as it did. That truck helped me build a radio station. That's meaningful. But I'm kind of thinking of replacing it with an ambulance,
1: <laughs> and not because any of us are in need.
0: Well, no. Um. What do I use a truck for? Well, I I haul around. Uh. You know why do I I haul around radio and computer equipment and uh, an open bed pickup has been of limited utility because, um, this is the Pacific Northwest. And hauling computers in the back of your truck often means damp computers. So something enclosed would be good, which suggests van. So I was looking at vans, but then I thought about it. Wouldn't a truck with, like, a remote base of operation, like it uses a re- remote base of operations for camping, be good? At uh, Camp Quest Northwest, I, uh, th- they are very gracious, and they give me a place to sleep by myself because of my hideous sleeping inability. Um, wouldn't it be nice if I came with my own sleeping place, and so they didn't have to to provide such accommodation anymore? Uh, and then I could use it for as a mobile studio, or I could use it as a, um, you know, basically it's like, ah, eh, you know, it already has wiring in it, and it's already kind of built for what I'd be using it for. What if I just got an ambient and, and okay, yeah, people died in it. Don't care. People have probably died in every house I've ever lived in. I've never lived in a new house. Poltergeist hasn't happened yet. So I'm <laughs> I'm feeling pretty confident that that uh nothing bad will happen uh if I if I drive around in an ambulance. Spiritually, cuz that's not a thing. Mechanically is another can of beans entirely. And so I'm kind of I'm kind of going back and forth on it because they're often diesels and they're often uh spend a lot of time idling and they often you know they often have problems and but i'm i'm woefully the wiring and all that stuff i i can handle that all day that's totally my wheelhouse but i'm only now learning about cars and trucks that's never been something that i was that interested in until recently when um the advent of fun YouTube mechanics channels happened to me, and suddenly I realized, wow, this is a lot more fun than I realized because the 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 jerky mechanic guys that I grew up with in high school that I absolutely hated are now all IT professionals <laughs> and all the people, all the cool guys are playing with cars, and I'm like, boy, did I back the wrong horse on this one. Um, So I've been learning, and it's been a lot of fun, I'm, but I am in no position to start really wrenching on my own vehicles at this point so i was thinking about getting an ambulance and so if you are a friend of mine i haven't talked to in a while or are just generally uh knowledgeable about
1: vehicles vehicles or ambulances
0: i'd love to hear from you right now what i'm waiting for is for somebody i asked on facebook and everybody's like wow that is such a you thing to do you should absolutely do it i'm waiting for somebody to go this is a terrible idea and here are the reasons why and if you, if you have a, this is a terrible idea, and these are the reasons why, I'd love to hear from you. I, I, I'd i love, or if you think it's a good good idea, but you have technical reasons why, or even if you have non, if you have an opinion on this, I could use help opinioning right now. I'm having trouble having an opinion on this. So contact us at atheist.radio, questions at atheist.radio, 844-SKEPTIC, um, and Yes, ask us about religious stuff, or atheist stuff, and why religion is bad. We'll, we'll talk about that. But also, I kind of want to hear about the ambulance thing. All right, why don't we go into a break, come back, and try doing something approaching an actual Ask an Atheist segment, just for old time's sake. I'm with you, Sam. This is Ask an Atheist. 844-SKEPTIC, 753 We're going to go to the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about... RC cars and bleach and...
1: Name-calling, n- maybe? Maybe, yeah. Wait, we're live? This is a warning made by the team Hot People. Squid ink. It is a lie. For example, the last day. Hey, kid, wanna buy some Squid Ink? Sure. They never saw that kid again. Notice, do not listen to Squid Egg salesmen Ever.
0: Camp Quest Northwest can be found at CampQuestNorthwest.org. Donations and volunteers accepted. Cephalopod is not real. Ah, no. Welcome back. This is Ask an Atheist, 844-Skeptic, 7537842 And if you are listening to us at our home station, KTQALP 95.3 FM here in Tacoma... I know I've mentioned the show, uh, the station, a lot on the show, but until recently, we haven't been able to air the episodes on the show. Um, yes, this voice does sound familiar to you. This is the other show. This is where I, uh, this is where I express my opinions, and this is where uh, I, I am here to talk to you about things that are interesting to me, and and part of what I'd like to do is to talk about what it's like to be an atheist in America. In in the 2020s and it's you know sometimes it's awesome sometimes it's not that great uh, this opinion will not be generally available on the rest of the station uh, I, I one thing that regular listeners of the show will note is that I am becoming more and more interested in lifting other voices rather than just always being talking um, and I'm really I want this to exist within its hour and I want the other stuff to exist within its time. So if you're concerned about that, I invite you to contact the station at ktqa.org and ask your questions. But uh, this is where I talk about atheism and atheism-related supplies. Propane and propane, whatever. <laughs> um, for example, the recent like essay I, I read on the air about liberty seemed to, went o- seemed to have gone over pretty well to the few people who talked to me about how I'm doing on the air. I had sort of a follow-up that I'm working on about justice and what justice means and does not mean to me, um, and I'm, I'm sort of working on that right now, so expect that coming up soon. Um, hint, I don't know what justice means.
1: I'm looking forward to yeah. a treatise on that, actually. Um,
0: and, and that doesn't mean what you think it does. I, I think anybody who listens to me, who has listened to me over the past few years, might have a clear idea of uh how i feel about the social issues facing our the country right now but i don't know it's just it's something i'm working on i don't want to get too much into it without spoiling what i what i hope would be a a useful point but i that seemed to have gone over well and so I, i may give that another shot and see how it goes again feedback is welcome how about we do some news i'm looking forward to it The Board of Atheist Alliance International has suspended executive director Michael Sherlock for one month without pay and issued a professional censure on his employment record. Sherlock had tweeted about religion using a slur that is derogatory towards developmentally disabled individuals and subsequently used an offensive gendered slur toward a woman who asked him to reconsider the language of his initial tweet. The board stated that although Sherlock's initial tweet had no disrespectful, offensive, or offensive intent, any future repetition of his insulting follow-up within the next two years would be grounds for dismissal. The Atheist Alliance International Board of Directors also unreservedly issued an apology to the target of Sherlock's insult, as well as any of the people who were affected.
1: I take it back. I wasn't looking forward to this. Well, I was looking forward to at a time when an organization that is generally part of a minority voice will... Say, you know what, when one of our people messes up, we will call that out. But I wasn't looking forward to one of our people, so to speak, calling anyone by any kind of derogatory slurs or You or doubling down.
0: Do you want to know the problem I have with the atheism community in 2020 right now? Yes, Sam. This is the article. Like, th- this is why. Like, everything that surrounds this is is sort of my problem. Um... I, I, but I guess the first question I have is, does the punishment fit the crime Here mm. is Was was censuring, as far as I'm concerned, putting something on his permanent record is meaningless. I don't, like, they said they put it on his employment record for AAI. AAI is not a whole lot of people. They all, you know, I, we know a ton of them. They know us. Well, some of them know us. That feels official. It doesn't feel real. Like that part of it. But the censure and saying, hey, do this again, and you're out, and it it won't be a question. That feels like a thing, but is it adequate to what occurred?
1: Is it adequate to say, hey, this is an ultimatum we're putting on you, or should it have just been, you acted poorly, we're literally going to boot you? Is that your question? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Like, should they have just zero tolerance this, and, all right, you know, there's no reason... This job is not an entitlement. Get out of here. Um that there's a lot of people who clearly wanted that and I can definitely I can definitely see that argument. Um but there's also a lot of people who say well you got to give people sometimes you got to give some room here. And I can to a lesser extent I have to admit I can also see that. Okay. So I I'm literally bifurcated when when asking whether or not um, this was an effective and and worthwhile move on the part of AAI.
1: I think that we would want to look at not only is this organization you know doing the right thing, is it enough, but hey, are they going to be sustained if they dismiss their executive director? And then look closely on if the only reason we can't dismiss our executive director is because we don't think that uh, we'll survive as an organization or there just won't be enough you know power or or executive function going on maybe that's a bigger problem than merely your executive director mouthing off inappropriately well i
0: was i was going to use that to zoom out and talk about something else but before i did that i kind of wanted your take on this
1: on whether this is enough of a punishment yeah i'm not overly impressed with a a suspension of pay and a uh ultimatum of don't be naughty again in the next two years why is there a two-year thing why at the end of two years uh do you get to say fine i get to mouth off again with ugly language on social media it should just be this is unacceptable behavior for an executive director two years or no two years yeah
0: that seems like a more That's the part that stuck with me a little bit. Is why? Why did you put a date on it? That seems strange. Is there some sort of legal reason you did that? Um, But uh, I I guess you know, in grading, um, and and I've done it enough that I can kind of make like there's does not meet, meets, and then exceeds.
1: I'd say that this approaches.
0: Okay, the approaches or whatever. But
1: it doesn't meet for me, right? Because here's here's the thing. You have someone that uh, doubled down in saying my use of my language, which some other people said, hey, you want to reconsider that? It's used in a way that that thing that that word you used, it's actually used as a slur in a lot of respects. We know that English varieties differ across geographic regions, across social uh, 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 groups. But at the same time, if you are a director of a... front-facing organization that is trying to uplift humanity and uplift the rights of others, why would you double down on something when someone says, hey, that's a derogatory slur towards a different oppressed group? Why wouldn't you say, you know what, I want to lift up all of us, and, and I'm hearing you, and I'm sorry. Why wouldn't you just leave it at that? And then why would your organization defend your own defense on that but come down on the escalated gender slur, right? And it feels a little excusy, and it, it feels- also
0: feels really play- more playing to the crowd than trying to hold an exemplary moral standard as a community organization.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that as well.
0: There's a reason why I walked away from a lot of my community organization work in the atheism community. I don't go around dropping slurs. I, I, you know, that's not a thing I do. That's just, um, but I am fairly foul-mouthed and fairly direct, and eh, people don't seem to like me. I'm uh, <laughs> so maybe you're not the best as the forward-facing man, right? So maybe, maybe that's not the job for me, and so maybe that's this guy as well. Why is he in charge? Mm, don't know. Um, but moving out, like like I said, everything that I have a problem with with organized atheism is twenty in twenty twenty is is inherent in this article. Ever since that, look, I really like Daniel Dennett. I have a respect for Christopher Hitchens. Sometimes I want to shoot him into the sun. Richard Dawkins exists, but that Four Horsemen video. Uh, I, I think it did more damn ultimately did more damage at this from this looking at it from this distance than uh, than anything else, because it seemed to have maybe it was always this way and I just didn't see it because I was just too outside of it. But it just seems like these national organizations are just
1: international or international, or international
0: organizations are just East Coaster iconoclasm factories. Like they're just—they're just designed to have a big name and to have some Madeline Murray O'Hare type go out there and say something ridiculous at people, and and to be there and to be the the you know the king's loyal opposition, which is really not what was being asked for by the community this past decade, or at least the part of the community that I was a part of. But that—that that was a. Uh, that was the part of the community that really liked the Reason Rally. So I don't think it was a small part of the community. So, uh, but now it's, it it just, it just seems, mm, I'm going to have to quote Stephen Fry here. What are you for? Wh- wh- why do you exist? I am open. This is not a summary execution or even a summary judgment. But I have become so disillusioned with things, and part of the reason I've become so disill- disillusioned is because I don't understand what all of these organizations are doing. I, I don't know what they're for. What they seem to be for out here in the weeds is just a way to promote specific people. And that's not the organization I was, I was looking for when I realized... You know, I always thought, like, they were, they were, to to use something from the Discovery Institute, they were the spear point. That was the way to get the, that was the way to get the voice out there, that was a way to, to get things said, but behind them would be people like you, specifically, Becky, people like me, people like our listeners, who are just trying to build a community that could freely and unashamedly be an atheist, be without religion to try and be as rational as we can but that spear point point seemed to get through that barrier and there didn't seem to be anything but it didn't, didn't seem to be a spirit seemed to be a bullet nothing behind it and at this point i realized that that in the 10 years of ask an atheist i've i've transitioned from a young bitter and angry man and i have lost the young I come across as extremely negative but the thing is there are such strong people when you look past the the personalities the personalities and you look look at the the, the structures behind these organizations who are trying to make things go you have people who work li- their body parts off sometimes literally to make these things go we don't hear from them very often they don't go on twitter uh and and insult openly insult people they sometimes get the finances wrong and then we never hear from them again because because apparently that's a greater moral digression than deciding to insult random people on social media making your entire organization look bad
1: i think if we can uplift as many people or as many works that are behind the scenes of these front-facing individuals Atheist Alliance International, which very few people have heard of, very few people, even active atheists, you know, maybe have said, well, what are they all about? What do they even do? There are things like um, being able to support humanist schools in Uganda. Yeah. Uganda, where it for a long time was debatable whether a, a gay person should be killed or just merely imprisoned or just given over to mobs. Right, right. Uh, where you can have um, the Center for Inquiry International works, where it's merely raising a thousand dollars to get a motorbike for individuals that have been victims of uh, of religious abuse in India. So they're able to get to their work and continue, you know, their their particular things. These small acts, these like micro works of good, are things that individual atheists and humanists can do but do they have to be wrapped up in a an organization that has a front facing individual who instead of maybe promoting and facilitating those good works is there tweeting at random people using insulting language
0: maybe it's time for these organizations to realize the apex of their efficacy is not memeing it up on fox news mm. but might be something else
1: I think if, if you're the head of a, a atheist or humanist-facing organization...
0: And you're going to ask, was that directed at a specific person or and organization? And I would say, no, it was directed at specific persons and organizations, yeah. plural.
1: <laughs> there you go. If that's your standard and if that's who you're competing with, you know, that void can just remain void, right? You don't have to fill that void by... Contributing your own memes on Fox News and things like that. You can just say, you know what? That's not a meme space worthy of being filled right now. Yeah. Or perhaps ever again.
0: FBI agents, local law enforcement members, and hazmat crews in early July raided the headquarters of a so-called church that touts the ingestion of an industrial bleach solution as a spiritual sacrament and as a cure for a litany of ailments, including COVID-19. A federal judge issued a permanent injunction against the Brandonton, Florida-based Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing, Star Trek 5, ordering all websites selling Miracle Mineral Solution to be inactivated immediately and prohibiting the creation of future websites to market the dangerous product. Additionally, the judge issued a warrant for all supplies involved in the creation of the solution to be confiscated and destroyed. The church was also ordered to contact all individuals who had purchased the solution and notify them that the product was unlawfully distributed. Hazmat crews really removed 50 gallons of muriatic acid, 8300 pounds of sodium chlorite, and 22 gallons of miracle mineral solution. The church leader and his sons have also been charged with conspiracy to defraud, conspiracy to violate the Federal Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act, and criminal contempt.
1: It took a pandemic to wipe these guys out. Ah! What? That wasn't a pun? No, no it wasn't. Wipe. Oh. True, indeed. (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) It took a pandemic to bleach out this stain (laughs) of a human who, yeah. Uh, We've been talking about this guy on Ask an Atheist well before COVID-19. Because here's the thing. There's people that are scared of COVID-19, so they're being inclined to, well, I don't know, consume things or ingest things or try things that aren't good for your body. Right. But there were people that were suffering from other kinds of ailments or being told that whatever was normal with them was an ailment that could be cured by drinking bleach. Yeah. This guy is a a fraudster of the highest order it's so transparent that he has even said on record that well it's just easier to sell his thing if he declares himself a church and if he declares the ingestion of his industrial bleach to be a sacrament because fewer people will mess with him well you've reached your limit of how much we can not mess with you because after you know injunctions by different state you know courts and things like that You finally have someone saying, all right, let us put this guy out of business because it's a business. That's what it is. It's not a church. It's a business. It's a business that is selling bleach to scared people and scared parents who are scared that there's something wrong with their children and feeding bleach to their children. I have feelings about this, Sam.
0: But, and you knew that was coming. but. You do not fight fear with fear. You fight fear with light and knowledge and understanding. You don't call it hydrochloric acid. You go, 50 gallons of muriatic acid. <laughs> oh, crap. Lock me up. I've got three gallons of it. It's hydrochloric acid. I use it for freaking everything. And you got it at the hardware store. And you buy it at the hardware store. That has Sodium. mad Sodium chloride overkill. is used to sanitize food fruit these are not chemicals chemical fear is such a big thing right now these guys kill some people anti-vaxxers kill more this could easily like you don't you don't fight fear with oh we had to hazmat it up okay yeah but you're using all the scary names for things it is just bleach there's nothing wrong with bleach
1: unless you freak and drink it or tell parents to put it down their kids gullets that's drinking. Oh fair. Yes. You had a
0: yes and me, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did, didn't yeah. I? Um Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with these chemicals if they're handled. Properly, There's nothing wrong with these chemicals, even in a household setting, especially right now when scientific experiments really should be conducted in the home as as an educational tool for kids who can't go into a lab where there are like Bunsen burners and stuff. Hydrochloric acid and pennies is an amazing can can do wonders given especially modern pennies that are like nine hundred and ninety nine percent zinc and zero point zero 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 one percent copper. I mean, that's a lesson. That's a that's a lesson, right? That, sandpaper, and muriatic acid, and you're explaining something about metals and acids.
1: That's a really good point, Sam. So, I hadn't actually thought but of this. But don't
0: drink it. <laughs> you don't do that experiment and then do a shooter with it. You, you do that experiment, and then you add a base to it to neutralize it, and then you can pour it down the drain.
1: So, it hadn't occurred to me that the inflammatory language of using hazmat and using what sounds to be very unpronounceable names. You know, you have some, some nutritionists and food folks that will say things like, well, if you can't pronounce it on the label, then uh, you probably shouldn't eat it. Well, yeah, there are long, complex names for everything.
0: <laughs> enjoy, yeah, enjoy not consuming anything, including oxygen.
1: Well done. So that is a good thing to bring up, that when you say we need to bring in hazmat and these chemicals are so terrible, mm, they're I mean—they're ha- terrible in the way that they're being utilized by this particular
0: Yeah, man. and a hazmat team is probably necessary in this circumstance because I'm certain these chemicals weren't being handled properly. And especially when we're talking about uh, over 8,000 pounds of sodium chloride, that's a little hard to manage. So a hazmat team is going to be uh, in a world where the police do everything, the police hazmat team is going to be the team best capable of handling these chemicals. But that does not necessarily mean these chem- these chemicals are plutonium. Um, okay, so I have that, but because I had to meet fire with fire in order to create the idea that that we're at odds with each other. The <laughs> fact the fact of the matter is, this church was. Was
1: garbage. Was
0: garbage. We
1: agree on that. This
0: this was a scam. It was nothing but a scam. They told you it was a scam. All they want to do is make money. Um, sure they teach you how to make it, but then they say you're making a subpar product. You want their product with all their weird stuff on it. They had the look of a grassroots uh, of a grassroots thing, a grassroots thing where the where you were grassroots supporting drinking bleach, a metaphor literally used for describing killing yourself like i don't know like
1: there's no there's no getting around that
0: in american idiom this makes me so angry i'm going to drink bleach is a thing that is said it was a phrase i grew up with and in the in in my lifetime it went it, it went from something you said when you wanted to when you wanted to in social concerns die to health to medical miracle, miracle mineral solution, and it's ridiculous, of course it's ridiculous is it anti science of course it's anti science and I find it so horrible and hilarious at every post show video gathering uh i've been using uh i have been using phrases and i and I- idioms from these guys as my name, like you know bleach now and for the future and things like that um to the point where now I'm, like, amongst my friends, I'm more associated with Bleach than I think these guys are. So, in, in my case, mission accomplished. <laughs> um, yeah, this is told. there's nothing good about this. There's no aspect, this is one of those stories where there's no ask- aspect of this that I like.
1: Well, the fact that they're out of business, at least for right now, that's mm. an aspect I like.
0: They'll be back as Genesis 3, this time Counselor Troy's in it. You know it's coming.
1: You have just ruined the utopia of Star Trek.
0: Oh, I, I was thinking. I, I was afraid you were going to say we ruined the utopia of Death Wish Three.
1: Nope, In not which that case, at all. Please,
0: can we? That movie's a cartoon. Um, yeah. So, so that was good, right? Yes, it Shall was. Should we do another story? Let's
1: do another story,
0: Sam. Okay. A video posted to a uh, um, wow TikTok. Okay, a video posted to TikTok has surfaced showing how a church is using remote-controlled toy vehicles with buckets attached to their tops as a way to pass collection plates while congregants maintain physical distancing protocols. The video from a user shows an RC truck being driven through aisles of socially distanced churchgoers as the faithful try to drop coins and bills into the buckets.
1: It's adorable and hilarious. And it was a really creative idea, but someone needs some RC driving lessons. So what happened in this video? Well, there's people seated in what looks to be like a rented high school gymnasium, maybe, because that's that's where a lot of American churches do happen. Um, And it seems to be in a place before lots of things were shut down or in a state where that hasn't happened yet or will never happen and where Covid cases are probably exploding Hmm. but there are people that are seated with open seats you know in between them so they're seated socially distanced and physically distanced from each other and the little car is a little truck and he's got like a like a big salad bowl sort of like strapped to its head right (laughs) and and it's vroom, vroom 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 and someone leans forward and they try and drop it in and at one point The guy struggles because uh, whoever's operating the RC car is uh, having a little bit trouble with steering and um, maybe, you know, has to go chase it down a little bit. Okay. I think it's quite creative and funny. Would I prefer that in order to preserve community health that these things not happen, especially in the era of things like, you know, electronic money transfers that are almost instantaneous? It's a
0: weird, yeah, but those can be traced.
1: Ah, uh, um, gotcha. I see where you're going with that. It's
0: a weird look where you know we need to keep people safe because of uh because of disease. We need to keep people at home and safe. No, God wants us to congregate and get together, and 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 the the Lord will protect us from disease. Give me your money. We'll make you get in a room and catch the disease, but we don't want the disease. So put the money in the robot.
1: There's a lot of mental gymnastics going on. There's a there, super isn't there?
0: amount of mental gymnastics. So
1: it's again one of
0: those things that's like cute, but kind of, kind of jerky. Why does the Lord prevent disease and not your financial destitution? Is it because you value one more than the other? Mm. I
1: wonder provocative sam
0: yeah i still don't like religion i may complain about atheism a lot but i'm still not a fan of religion (laughs) (laughs) and on that note i think we're gonna i think we gotta call it here don't we
1: i think that's a wrap all right well
0: you can i need to figure out how to get somebody else in this room because i need to talk and i'm I'm sorry i'm not saying this because you did a bad job i think you did a fantastic job and thank you for your help
1: well thank you sam
0: but you are the only person i talked to And boy, howdy, do I need to talk to somebody else and ask an atheist really ought to be the venue for it. We need to solve this problem somehow. I might have to break a rule and start having remote guests. You can go to our website at atheist.radio. You can email us at questions at atheist.radio. Our phone number is 75... 844-753-7842. I remember what it was. And oh yeah, we've been off Twitter for a month and a half. They banned us. I have no idea what's going on I'm trying to get it worked out But we're not big enough to, to, to get Twitter's attention So we're SOL So no Twitter It's super annoying But we're still on Facebook Because Zuckerberg doesn't care about anything but money Like those church guys um, Be well, be safe We will talk to you soon